back. We took a day off for the holiday. As you do. Yeah, it's Memorial Day. Got to do the Memorial Day things. Uh, you Thank know, I'm you not... for all who have served. Oh, is that what or it is? Or paid the ultimate price. Yes, that's what Memorial Day is for. It's for those who died in armed services, Chris. Come oh, on. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Weird tone anyway, for you to come in with. We're here to talk about video games. And right after, but not before, we talk about some sad news that happened in the manga world. Uh, but yes, predominantly, E3 is coming. <laughs> so, hope you enjoy. Well, Hayden, hot off the presses of our fast food tier list, uh, it's time to get sad. Yeah, it is sad news time. We're we're coming back with a bunch of news, and we got some exciting stuff we want to talk about, but since we didn't get a chance to do it last week, uh, we, we did want to take a moment to reflect and uh, just sort of acknowledge the passing of Kintaro Miura, who is a prolific manga writer and artist and the man behind berserk yeah it's uh it's it's just really sad to see him go at the young age of i think he was 56 yeah should have looked that up but it's just it's really sad as someone who is a huge fan of the berserk manga uh it's seeming like it was finally getting ready to come back at a somewhat regular interval um, it, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, thoughts out to his family and it just sucks that the world won't get to see how he envisioned that story concluding as, I mean, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything about them, any of his team, like concluding the story of Berserk, uh, yeah, the rumor mill <clears throat> is circulating online that supposedly he was training apprentices to take over, but nothing has been said, and I don't put a lot of stock in that theory. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I, I, it's one of those things where I feel like the team that had been working with him throughout the decades, since that's how long he'd been <laughs> do, doing Berserk, Probably knows a rough unless unless we had a lot longer to go than what I thought. Uh, I feel like the core team probably had a good idea of the path he had planned for the story to go. Uh, whether it could be drawn to anywhere close to the level that he was able to do himself, that I don't think would have been. Like the, 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 it would have been interesting to see, or would be interesting to see, how the the art holds up without him. But yeah, it'll. I'm I'm interested to see as as the months go if we hear anything definitive about any part of the team completing the story. Yeah, it's it's a tragedy on multiple levels because, of course. We need to acknowledge the fact that it is it is a tragedy that we have lost a human life, first of all, and also such an artistic visionary as Miura. Um, <clears throat> and it's not the only time this kind of thing has happened, because Satoshi Kon also passed really early. I mean, comparatively. And he was uh, a visionary in his own right. Uh, the man behind the movies Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, 
um, magnetic rows. Um, it's it it's it's also a tragedy that, like you said, Berserk will never be finished, and it it feels dismissive to focus on. Oh, my favorite manga is never going to get an ending when a man died. But I think it's yeah. important to point it out because I think I I would want to believe as an artist that you would also feel it a great tragedy to not be able to finish what is your magnum opus. And it's crazy to think that Berserk is so influential that, you know, it's still a contemporary manga. It's not super old and it was still going. And not even in a way where like a shonen manga has arcs that just keep going and there's not necessarily an end in mind. But Berserk was like a real narrative that you can assume had a conclusion. And to have something exist for so long and be so influential that it inspires other works that then go on to inspire works after them. Where Berserk is essentially a grandfather of artistic inspiration. And then to have something that prolific also be without an ending is its own tragedy. Yeah, it's it's uh I, I also follow the One Punch Man manga very closely. And just the sheer outpouring of like Mur- I'm gonna butcher butcher his nest last his name, but Murata, I believe, who's the artist who works with one who's the, behind the story. I he he tweeted something after it happened. It just it was just kind of like sheer shock. Like he just couldn't believe it because Mira had had that much influence on his drawing and how and you can really see it. Like if if you if you know that and then you look at one the, some of the detail in One Punch Man, you're like, "Oh, I can totally get where he got some he got a lot of inspiration from Mira and yeah I get, that's for me with seeing that you're just like damn it it definitely everyone across the manga industry felt felt this way mm-hmm. and uh you know I can I can trace it personally for me that uh you know I since his passing I have just started reading Berserk uh I I had never read the manga previously I'd only seen the Golden Age arc movies, and then I had watched the uh, the CG seasons of Berserk in recent years, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, Berserk has always been something that has been parallel to things in my life because one of my favorite game series, Dark Souls, is unapologetic with the amount of stuff it takes inspiration from, and sometimes downright steals from Berserk. Like there, there are enemies in Berserk, particularly. Um, I, I don't know if they have a name in the manga, but in Dark Souls, they're bone wheels. And they're basically skeletons inside wagon wheels that roll at you. And that's something <laughs> taken right from Berserk. Um, the, uh, one of the bosses in Dark Souls 1, uh, a, a character in the lore and a boss in the DLC, his name is Artorius. Um, he is pretty much a ripoff of Guts entirely, where he has a big fuck you sword. Um, in his fight, he has a useless broken arm, so he's fighting you with a great sword, one-handed, and he's still incredibly nimble. 
the final boss fight in the entire series at the end of the second DLC of Dark Souls 3 is also just a ripoff of Guts, where he's super buff, he has a great sword, an automatic crossbow on his arm. So uh, there, there's so much inspiration taken. And then Dark Souls itself in video games was so prolific that it kind of rewrote the script on how to do that style of combat. And it's uh, it's kind of crazy that you can trace that back to Berserk. So, like, with such a thick line, you know? Yeah, I think, I think it's the kind of influence that if you don't know truly where it came from, you might not know just how, like you said, how many things have been influenced by his work and his drawing and Berserk and all the others. The other thing that, and I, oh, it just, man, oh, sorry. Because there, there's people <laughs> that like don't even know his name. Or might not yeah. even have heard of Berserk, but their lives have still been touched without any doubt by things that have taken inspiration from it. I mean, it's kind of like... Oh, like, 100%. Like, there's tons of people in America specifically that do not indulge themselves in foreign cinema whatsoever. But so many of our auteur directors, uh, Tarantino, even George Lucas, takes so much inspiration from old samurai movies that you don't have to be aware of the original context to still have your life touched by it what what is what would you classify the era type like like gothic would you put it in gothic in a term of gothic like art when, when describing some of like the set pieces and characters that he he's drawn in berserk uh, I don't know if gothic fits, but I don't know if I could say anything that would be better. But, but I mean, just whatever, whatever genre you want to try to fit Berserk into, I think just from that aspect, too, like what you said with, with Dark Souls, is I don't think most people in the West can tr- could probably understand how much any other similar content that they have consumed probably in their lives took inspiration from him and and some of the just crazily fucked up things he drew like <laughs> i mean i say that with all respect because some of the ideas of monsters and scenes that he envisioned and was able to put on paper are truly remarkable even if they are incredibly disturbing at times yeah it was never without purpose like, Berserk isn't even, like, I, I don't think you could classify it primarily as a horror manga, but the tones were definitely there. And even from the earliest chapters, you can see the quality he puts into those pages. And I, I've seen stills from later issues of the manga, and it's like big sweeping battles and crowds of monsters, each with their own unique design. And the amount of work he put in is just awe-inspiring. Yeah, I, I, some, I would do. I was doing a little reading into just like his team after after the news broke. More, mo- mostly to see if there were anything initial, any initial rumors to was anything had anything been planned for if he were to pass before he could finish Berserk. Like, would they do anything? And but what what I ended up finding out was that he was actually pretty unique in how he supported his team a lot of 
assistants in the manga industry are like part-time contractual contracted workers and he all of his employees were were salaried uh got i think they got benefits and were like were able to make enough to be able to support families which is just very unique in that industry and you just you know you just hear all that and you're like the dude was an awesome guy i assume unless something i hate to have something come out but it's like (laughs) if you're you know if you're gonna be the outlier that actually can pay the people who are helping you create such an amazing work a living wage when it comes because you know i'm pretty sure the manga industry is very similar to the anime industry when it, if you're not the head honcho like if it is not your work you're working just a bajillion hours and the pay is probably not nearly enough to what kind of work you're doing, how much time you're putting in. Yeah. I mean, like, and, when uh, when Trash Taste had the uh, anime artist on, like, what was it? Like, he gets paid 50 cents per page? Something ridiculous, yeah. Ugh. But, you know, he's going to be incredibly missed. Um... I saw someone on Twitter also say that he had actually announced that he was planning to start a, a new project here soon, which is sad to hear because we'll never get to see what that could have been. Uh, and it's just, it, you know, it, 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 it puts it into perspective where it's like, you know, as a, you know, as someone who consumes a lot of manga and anime and content that's produced weekly that you know just like that it can be gone you know like i i think of it i i think about like oh my god what if this happened to oda and and oda's not there to see one piece through you know it's it's and honestly that might even be a bigger ripple to to lose like one piece in its own right is such a pillar of the industry that has inspired yeah. like an entirely different subset of stuff that that would be its own tragedy for sure well i know i know with that that oda's whole team knows how it's going to end and he actually like when he brings anyone in or if anyone new comes in he tells them exactly how it's going to end <laughs> so they all know the story arc but i mean you can't replace his artistic style like you you just can't mm-hmm. So, with that being said, uh, we will move on to happier things. Uh, in, in a sense, anyway. Um, something also very near and dear to my heart uh, that I make no secret about is Sonic the Hedgehog. And this year... This is an odd transition, <laughs> I'm not going to... Yeah, I know. Look, there's no, there's no there good way. There was no way. easy way. There's no good way to get out of mourning. Uh... But this is, uh, 2021 is the 30th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, on June 23rd, that's the day. Uh, and to that end, uh, last week, on the 27th, Sega did a 30th anniversary live stream where they had a bunch of announcements for Sonic, and my expectations were low, and they still didn't meet them. (laughs) Ouch. Which, uh, you know, even with low expectations, that's still pretty much what I expected. And, uh, you know, at least, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I am a beast that thrives off of hype. And if you put a trailer for just about anything in front of me, I'll tell you it's, it's good. 
Um, and Sega has bamboozled me like that before. So it's 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 never easy for me to tell in uh, in an event like this to like, oh, that's gonna be bad. Uh, but this was just weird. And it seemed like they didn't actually have a whole lot to talk about, and they just wanted to do a live stream to be like, hey, it's the anniversary, we got this stuff going on. So, like, a lot of it was just, like, weird crossovers, where, like, uh, they're putting Sonic costumes in Two Point Hospital, uh, the official Tokyo 2020 Olympics video game. Uh, you can play as a man in a Sonic mascot outfit. Just weird stuff like that, you know? Wait, so we're not getting... Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I'm sure we will, but separately from that, they're oh. just adding a mascot man to the. Oh yeah, because that's where we got Mark Nut from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder how many people know that joke. The 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 biggest announcement probably is that they uh confirmed a remaster for Sonic Colors to come out in September, which was previously a, a Wii exclusive game, I believe. That's a remake? It's not even a new game? No, yeah, that's a remaster. Oh, no. I thought it was a new game. Well, there is also a new game. But Sonic Colors is just a remaster. Was that the main trailer? They ended the live stream with, like, a 30-second teaser trailer for a new game. Oh, shit, I didn't even see that. Yeah, um... And that's that is the important thing to talk about, because uh, okay, just like with Sonic Forces when they did the 25th anniversary live stream, um, all they had was a quick CG trailer. Except this didn't tell us anything. Like at least Sonic Forces was like, ah, oh, Eggman robots are destroying the city. Eggman's all not Eggman. Sonic's all beaten up and bruised. This looks cool. And then we got. A deviant art simulator, but this yeah, wasn't uh, that game ass. Yeah, no, it was bad. <laughs> uh, but then this trailer told us literally nothing. Literally fucking. You know what it had? You know what it, it was? Sonic running through a forest. Do you have any fucking idea how many Sonic trailers are Sonic running through a forest? Do you have any idea Chris, how many iterations of Green Hill Zone I've had to put up with over thirty years? It's getting fucking ridiculous. Chris, what you don't know though is that. It's secretly an Attack on Titan crossover, and he's running from Titans. You know, that'd probably be a better game than Sonic Forces. <laughs> It'd for sure be a better game than, uh, if I, what, was the, what was the other one? Sonic Boom? It'd be better. Sonic. I'll take the licensed Attack on Titan video game over Sonic Boom. At least that game's probably sure finished. Bad. Oh, yeah, there you go. Now, the, the one interesting thing about the trailer that somebody pointed out is uh, it, it ends with, like, a weird symbol that, like, kind of looks like somebody fucked up writing the word up in cursive or zip, something like that. Um, but it's presented as, like, a path Sonic is running on, and it makes that symbol. And somebody actually linked that up and showed that it kind of, like, more than vaguely follows a path line from the Mystic Ruins from Sonic Adventure 1. So the prospect of that is exciting because if there's anything Sega could do to earn my trust uh, unconditionally is give me Sonic Adventure 3. And uh, revisiting areas from Sonic Adventure 1 is at least half a step in that direction. 
Honestly, I don't know why Sega doesn't hop on the bandwagon and just remaster Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 at this point. Because, Chris, what they're secretly planning to do is to make a new game that you still won't like, but put a brand new, never-before-seen character in it that looks cute as shit to sell more merch. Bet. I'm placing my prediction now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you wouldn't be wrong, because that's what <laughs> they did in Sonic Unleashed, and that's kind of what they did in Sonic Boom. I mean, they always got to add a new character. Whether or not it's cute is debatable. Um, the Moe revolution is here. Mark my words, though. If in this new game there is still normal Sonic and then also separately as an independent character we have classic Sonic, that's the day I buy a shotgun. Wait, wait, say that again? If in this new game we have normal modern Sonic and then separately, as an independent character, we have Classic Sonic. I'm going to kill myself. What does that even mean? Oh, so you don't know? No. Okay, so here's what happened. Let me explain the timeline to you. Oh, no. Sonic... I, don't, yeah, I usually don't like it when, they throw, when you throw out the word timeline. Sonic Generations <laughs> comes out, right? Sure. Sonic Generations was a 20th anniversary title, if I'm not mistaken. In Sonic Damn. Generations, as the name might imply... It was a celebration of the history of Sonic up to that point. And Sonic Generations was not actually a bad game. Um, but at this point, Sega had realized that they don't know how to please all the Sonic fans because they, they can't really. And at this point in time, there were, there were two distinct camps of Sonic fans. There's like three now. But at the time, there were two. And it was people that liked classic Sonic and there was people that liked modern Sonic, which we now refer to as Adventure Sonic. Uh, so classic Sonic is, that is like Sonic Heroes. Yeah, so classic is Sonic One, Two, Three, and Knuckles CD, that kind of thing. Um, modern Sonic is Sonic Adventure, Adventure Two, Sonic Heroes, uh, and even up to Sonic O Six. So in Sonic Generations, you have modern Sonic, but then because they're playing with the timeline and alternate dimensions, you have younger Sonic, who still has the original design. And uh, it, it did a cool thing where you play through this level and you can play through it two ways. There's two different levels. You play through as modern Sonic, where the level is designed as a modern adventure game. And you can play through as classic Sonic, where it's more like a Sonic 1, 2, 3 kind of game. And, and what they did was they pulled levels from Sonic games throughout the years. <clears throat> so in like the, the, the first chapter of the game, you would have a level from Sonic 1, a level from Sonic 2, and a level from Sonic 3. And you would play through a reimagining of them as a classic level, but then they redesigned them. And <clears throat> you could play through the, uh, the chemical plant, basically, as modern Sonic. And it was very cool. And so then you get to the adventure era, and you play through um, Escape from the City, or City Escape, I think is the name of the level. Uh, but then they redesigned that so you could play it as classic Sonic in a 2D board. And it, it was very cool. But what they fucked up, Hayden, what they fucked up, Oh, God. Is in Sonic Generations, it was literally just Sonic younger. Like, in the timeline, it was younger Sonic. What they fucked up is when they did Sonic Mania, they established classic Sonic not as younger Sonic, but literally a different dimension Sonic. And then at the end of Sonic Mania... He gets the fucking Phantom Ruby and goes through a dimension portal and pops out in time to be in Sonic Forces. 
So in Sonic Forces, we officially have established that these are two different Sonics that we are just stuck with Sega trying to fucking ramrod the gimmick of them not understanding how to design a good game and just making two different games, neither of which play well, to satiate the rabid fanboys that they don't know how to please because they can't fucking program. So we are stuck for an eternity in a Sega stuck in a dichotomy of having to build half a game as an adventure game and half a game as a classic game because these are different characters they can use and not just different people in the timeline. Okay, so you going on that whole spiel is basically my grandmother when if I were to try to explain uh, beef between Twitch audiences to her and then also have to explain Twitch. <laughs> I have, I mean, I, I understand, yes. Everything you just said is very irritating to you, but I don't know. It got, I mean, I, you lost me after you were like, oh, yeah, one of them was just younger. I was like, okay, and then you kept going, and I... I you, then we arrived where we did. So if it keeps, I can't believe it keeps happening. We've spent ten minutes on Sonic. <laughs> if it keeps happening, and I keep having to deal with classic Sonic being a different character with his own level designs and game mechanics, I I mean I'm never gonna be done with Sonic. I'm locked in for life. I'm basically ride or die, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. I wish there was something that I felt as strongly about Sonic as you did. <laughs> don't know if i said that right but i think you get the i point. know what you mean and i don't wish it on you <laughs> now all that being said um like, like like i said i believe that they didn't actually have a whole lot to announce uh they just wanted to say we are doing things here's a teaser and the hope is that that means that they have more to talk about at e3 this is not confirmed it's only speculation sonic colors comes out later this year pretty much everything else including the netflix show comes out next year so i mean now's about the time to start ramping up marketing and sega doing a sonic direct doesn't pull a whole lot of views but if it's already on the stage at e3 that's probably where you want to make the big announcements which leads us into our, our main topic for the podcast and that is getting hype for e3 beep, 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 because it is soon um two weeks still weird week and a half week and a half still weird because they're not doing in person and uh, we're still just getting a series of streamed conferences. But uh, it was announced recently that Xbox and Bethesda are doing a joint conference. Naturally, because they own Bethesda now. So they're just going to put their name on it, right? Hell yeah, brother. So what, what do you think we're going to see there? Is, is it time to see Elder Scrolls Six? Yes. We will see more than an announcement trailer. We will see at worst, or at minimum, a a uh, a teaser actual teaser trailer i think and not just a shot of some mountains yeah that was an announcement trailer that was like hey we're doing it but that was like 6 years ago so <laughs> <laughs> uh i i think it's time to see something and we're also going to definitely see something big from halo infinite yeah, I actually just looked up to see if we had a release date for that, and currently it is still just fall of this year, um, likely yes. in November. Um, and funny enough, November 15th would be the 20th anniversary of Halo this year. Yeah, I think that you, can, you could probably almost lock it in. Because from what I've been hear, reading of the dev stuff that's come out... Um, it seems like 
from what I've heard, I, I'll say it again, uh, the, the story components, mechanic components are done. It's just kind of touching up, fixing bugs, making it look pretty, uh, making it not look like last year's E3 showcase. Yeah, that was really uh, so bad. They pushed that bitch back a year, and and got a whole new person brought in a whole new person to run the damn thing. They I can't remember his name, but they actually brought in. This happened. Oh, around fall winter of last year, they brought in an old Halo veteran who was on board at Bungie during Halo One, Two, and Three, a higher up there, and. I feel bad for the old game director because I feel like he he had an interesting vision from what I see what I had seen up to that point of the story for Halo Infinite, um, and since we'll never see what his final vision was, we'll have no idea to know if it's good. Um, well, I'm curious how much would really down- change this late in the game. Uh yes. That is a great point. I don't think it's a lot changing, but there are definitely some significant things that have changed uh, with some of the narrative. But a lot of it is, again, just, I think, having a clear direction. It seemed to, I don't know. From what I had heard of the production of Infinite, it was, it was basically just like, oh, yeah, Microsoft's like, we'll, we'll write a blank check. And then they were like, cool. <laughs> I mean, now what? Yeah, pretty much the only things I remember about Halo Six as a as a piece of marketing currently is, uh, that, uh, I don't know if it's right to call it a teaser, but like the CG trailer we got with the Marine on the Pelican finding Chief stranded in space. I remember all that, but then as far as the game goes, I know open world and grappling hook. Yes, that's uh, that's I, all I got. Anything else they could tell I, me, and I'll treat it as new. We're going to have boss fights, and I'm super excited for that. Are you excited? Yes. I mean, I'm not not excited. I'm, I'm just interested. Like, uh, I'm excited to fight one, potentially 1v1. I mean, I don't know if they'll be, if you'll have squad mates. Like, if Blue, te- Blue Team has to show up at some point to get redemption from their just pathetic portrayal in <laughs> Halo 5. Um, but fighting these... Uh, banished chieftains slash leaders. I don't know if they're actually all chieftains. I don't remember how the hierarchy of that works. Uh, I think could be pretty badass. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm back on the hype train, and that's probably dangerous because as you are a little hype goblin, I am a hype goblin specifically for Halo. <laughs> <laughs> I want so desperately for them to just put out a game that's fun and will stay in not to say that i i will be on the record saying i did think halo 5's multiplayer was fun uh but that stays relevant and can actually be played with friends yeah because they'll also want to play it (laughs) and uh, with it coming to pc uh that certainly opens up the audience especially for our friend group we have moved from consoles to pc almost exclusive so it is nice that I don't have to buy an Xbox yet, or possibly at all, to still be able to experience the Microsoft exclusives. That I'm really hoping is ushering in a renaissance for Microsoft. Yeah, I saw a really interesting um, graphic on Twitter. I don't remember who tweeted it, but uh, it was 
it was like it was called the Phil Spencer effect, and it was like how many studios Microsoft had when Phil Spencer started, and there were literally five of them, and one of them was three four three, and one of them was Xbox Game Studios. <laughs> so there were only three others, and then it showed it to how many studios Microsoft has under their umbrella now, and it's like thirty. So we're definitely we have to start seeing some of these exclusives. We have to because. Otherwise, no one's going to buy a damn Xbox. And funny enough, this kind of transitions well. I have been playing through Psychonauts for the first time recently. And I would love to see something from the new Psychonauts game that Double Fine's supposedly making for Xbox now. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty likely. Um, they, It's been in development for a while. I don't know what the release date is. That's not something that I've kept up on. But... When it comes out, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a fairly big title. Uh, it, it might not be big enough that they're going to give it, like, main stage. They're, they're not going to close a show on um, on a Psychonauts 2 trailer. But uh, oh, no. I would not say it's unlikely that we would see something from that game. Uh, and I, I think we'll also get some new IP for sure. Yeah, I mean, they gotta, right? With, with 30 yeah. studios, they'll have something. Um, and I mean, Bethesda's still got some games in the works that they haven't, uh, like they, they have been officially announced, but we haven't seen anything for like Starfield, I think is one of them. Well, you know, what's going to be weird is, uh, Death Loops, a Bethesda game that's releasing, releasing exclusively on PlayStation. Yes. That'll be, uh, interesting to see if we see it at the Microsoft Bethesda conference. I doubt we do. I bet. Well, that's that's supposed to come out very soon, isn't it? Uh, it got pushed back a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that's a September title. Yeah, so we might not actually see that. And if we do, it'd probably be like, hey, this is coming out this fall at the Sony, whatever Sony does. Yeah, it comes out the 14th. That's my birthday. Oh. Uh, and it's nice. actually, it's uh, PS5 and PC. Oh, okay, so I'll be able to buy it on Steam. Sweet. Wouldn't it be funny if it was on PS5 and Xbox Game Pass? On PC only? Yeah. I would love it because I'd play it immediately. My hope is that <laughs> the, uh, like, I, I, I have said for a while that uh, in this last generation, we have seen a divergence in uh, marketing and business strategy between all the console makers. Nintendo broke off pretty early, and they've been doing their own thing since pretty much the Wii. They they don't hold to any console cycle. They are not multi-platform game developers. They focus on their own stuff, and they are successful for it. But even with Microsoft and Sony, there's been a difference in what they value in their company as far as releasing games go. But I'm hoping that if Microsoft is pushing hard into the PC space with things like Game Pass bringing their first-party titles to PC and Xbox, um, I think we're seeing Sony be dragged into that situation as well. Because recently we've seen originally PS4-exclusive titles like Horizon or uh, Death Stranding, um, Days Gone. Those have all had releases on PC now. I kind of hope we see a future where console exclusivity is shared with PC constantly. And that would that oh would hopefully God, be mean amazing. better ports, more accessibility. We've known for a long time that console sales are always at a loss. The money they make is in software. 
I don't see anything they can lose by also releasing on PC. Yeah, you 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 focus on you kind of shift the focus for consoles to be more of a uh, a young child thing of getting them you know on the on the game or the the Microsoft or Sony T early, grow them up on like we did on Xbox basically because of Halo. And then now it's like, I'm an Xbox stan, even though Xbox sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud Game Pass subscriber. I think I'm the only one in our friend group who has not at any point let it lapse, which doesn't mean anything. just means that I refuse to cancel it. But um, I've been getting some work out of that recently. Played Resident Evil 7, playing Psychonauts now. Um... What's another one that I'm hoping to play soon on there? Oh, I tried Destroy All Humans, but God, that game hurts <laughs> my brain. But now with, it's got EA Play, so I played a little bit of Fallen Order. There's, it's, it's, mm, it's the best deal in good, gaming. Some good juice there. Yeah, Game Pass, that's really the thing that, like, that's, that's the flagship for me. That's what designates the change in perspective for Microsoft. Because they're, they're clearly invested in it. It's got a good catalog. It's where all their first-party games are going to be going forward. It's uh, it's a hell of a time to be an Xbox fan. They're they're coming back up, bro. Do you know Slime Ranchers on Game Pass? Now? No, is it really? I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably once I beat Psychonauts, I'm, I'm probably gonna download and start Slime Rancher. Okay, yeah, let me know how it is. At, but at this point, I I do need to get a PlayStation Five because they're not dropping stuff on PC anytime soon, and I gotta play that Demon Souls remake. Yes, and I want to play that. Well, I want to wait to see reviews, but I want to play the new Ratchet and Clank game. Um, but we should also talk about uh, outside of just Microsoft and Bethesda, what are some other things that you think we might see or hope to see? I know when it comes to Sony, last week we also had a state of play for the new Horizon game and boy does it look pretty uh i i think alana tweeted something about how uh one of the things she noticed alana pierce for uh you know shout out she's amazing uh mentioned that from what she gathered from the state of play like gameplay clip that they showed that it looked like that they had fixed all of the minor issues that she had with the combat in the first one so, that's promising as well. I need to actually play the first one and finish it, and then I'll be able to truly be on the hype train for this new one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it wasn't my favorite game of the last generation, but definitely worth uh, being a new IP for PlayStation. And I, I do see that going nowhere but up. Um, I think it's interesting that they did a state of play this close to E3, and and I wonder if that means that they're not putting stock in Horizon to be a flagship title going forward. Certainly, I would expect to see something substantial for the new God of War, though. Yeah, I think we got to see some a teaser trailer. You know, uh, similar to uh, what game did I say earlier? Where we got an announcement trailer? Oh, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls, similar to that. I I think we're gonna see something. Or did did the God of War? teaser come last year or is that two years ago um you know i don't quite remember 
uh, I think I, it was last I year. I tend to think of the post credit scene of that game itself being the tease. Like, if we, well, I know, if we haven't I... gotten a tease yet, then I don't think we're going to get one. I think whatever we see next is going to be a trailer, probably with gameplay. Okay. I think we're far okay. enough along for that. That's fair. That's fair. Do you think we see... This is just generic, not to any one in particular. Do you think we see anything from a new GTA game? God, that is such a good fucking question, and I have no <laughs> earthly idea. I want to say yes, just because I want a new GTA game, but the the rumors that have been circulating for years. Rockstar doesn't seem incentivized to do it other than a want to tell stories, and honestly, they have better properties to do that with. Um, But man, I hope so. It'd be a hell of an announcement if they did. Yeah, so people stop paying money in GTA Online, you sons of bitches. You're screwing us all over. Yeah. I, I do think it's funny how, um, like, after GTA V, when it was demonstrated how successful the multiplayer was and how much money they were making for it, I, I had people with shitty, awful opinions on video games telling me they're never going to make another game again because they're just going to make money off GTA V. And it's like, no, that's not how game development works. And then they made uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which was uh, almost entirely, like, 85% a single-player, narrative-driven game. Um, and I think it's funny that it had an online component and it completely flopped. Like, much like GTA Online at launch, it was not good, uh, but then they didn't support it very well. People didn't stick with it. So even while they're doing GTA Online, they still want to make these character-based, narrative-driven, single-player experiences. So Rockstar's never going to stop making games, but... It is weird that we have gone so long without any word on a new main series GTA title. And throughout this whole time, we never once got a single-player DLC for GTA V. Yeah, we were going to, and then they canned it for GTA Online. Ugh. Like, single-player DLC was announced, and then they just never did it. Or it got co-opted what into if online, one of the two. What if we got either one a new IP or two a new Max Payne game? Uh, I have no connection to Max Payne. I haven't played any of those, but I would be interested in a new IP. I I just feel like, well, Red Dead Redemption Two came out like two or three years ago, didn't it? It's been out for a while. Yeah, it might have even been longer than that. We're kind of we're getting close to being due for a new Rockstar game. Cause like I mean, they've released GTA you can't tell Five me their whole... on three different console generations now too, right? Because yeah, they've announced that it's gonna come to the next gen. I'm like, god damn it! But I mean, you can't you can't just have a whole studio worth of game developers and not be developing a new game. I'm sorry, you just can't. It's not how it works. Yeah, exactly. So they got to be working on something, and I hope they're ready to at least announce what that something might be. Yeah, it would be the time. So here is hoping. Do you think? Do you think we get much from Ubisoft? Uh, you know, I've really fallen off the Ubisoft bandwagon in recent years, um, especially after I was so disappointed by Watchdog Legion. Um, I think a new Assassin's Creed title is probably gonna be teased at least. I know there's a new Far Cry coming out. 
that's about as much that as I care soon. about Ubisoft. Actually, I, does the new Far Cry come out this week? Does it? Because I kind of only just found out there was even a new one. Uh, let's see. Let's. Oh no, it's October. Okay. Okay. So we might see some actual gameplay of it because I don't think they've released any official gameplay of it. That's ridiculous. I could be wrong on that though, but if if anything, it was like in you know, a cinematic trailer. But oh wait. Nine minutes of new Far Cry 6 gameplay there you go. from GameSpot. Never mind. <laughs> How did I... Okay, well, then they just put out gameplay. Yeah, so who knows what we'd see from that. Um, Maybe, maybe we'll finally get to see some more of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Because, boy, when that oh initial God. trailer came out, I was like, yo, this game looks like it's going to slap. And then we haven't heard from it for like five years. I feel like it's been more than five years even. But it was you might it was right. a goddamn while ago. And even that was just a CG tease. Oh, it was like a trailer. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to even find out. Uh, wait, no. You can't tell it came out the cinematic trailer was in twenty eighteen. What? No, there's no way. That can't be right. It had to have been longer than that, right? Had to have been. I mean Time certainly means less in a pandemic, but it feels so much longer ago. I mean, the official Ubisoft North America uh, YouTube page has the upload date of June 11th, 2018. Uh, okay, well, say so I found a different one not on the official YouTube that was uploaded June 12th, 2017. Regardless, it still feels like that came out in 2015. <laughs> yeah, it feels a long time ago. God, time is a bitch. Speaking of feeling a long time ago, uh, I I think <laughs> after a disappointing 35th anniversary for the Legend of Zelda series, uh, I've got my fingers crossed that we will hear more on Breath of the Wild 2 during what whatever Nintendo does this year. True. And we'll probably get the next Smash character. Oh yeah, for sure. There'll be a Smash character announcement. Don't we only have two more? This one and one Bro, more? I don't even keep up. I'm here for the hype. I, I barely I... played the game. <laughs> I would say, who's the last one that came out? It wasn't Steve, was it? Uh, No, I think there's been another one since then. Oh, it was Final Fantasy Boy. Sephiroth. I feel like that was before Steve. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Because they killed Mario. Well, yeah, I mean, they kill him a lot. Ridley killed Mario. The Smash roster. Nope, I don't know. Smash Pass? I don't want to Google that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we get a new one. I've seen a lot of memes getting generated on the Witcher subreddit of why it won't be Geralt. And I'm like, yo, if they put fucking Geralt in Smash... <laughs> And we get another sword boy? Holy shit. That would be uh, kind of a cool cyclical thing because uh, Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube had Link as a playable character. And then Soul Cal 5, I think, had Geralt? Something like that. He was in one of them. It was either 5 or 6. Uh, so then having Geralt in Smash would be pretty cool. Uh, he would fit a lot better than fucking Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to forgive them for that. 
Yeah, we can't get we are you you know you know who the last person's gonna be. Who who's that? I already know. It's gonna be Waluigi. <laughs> the the last character that that man puts in Smash is gonna be Waluigi. Bet that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, also, part of my wish list for Nintendo is a sequel to Arms. Uh, they seem pretty invested in the IP, but we haven't heard anything about it since the launch of the Switch. I really liked Arms, and I would love to get a sequel to it. Um, Splatoon Maybe. three is certainly likely at some point. I Wait, did Splatoon that... two came out not that long ago? No, Splatoon two was also pretty close to the Switch's launch. Actually, I think they no, they already announced Splatoon three. I'm I'm crazy. You're right. It was it was in one of the directs not that long ago. Yeah, so we'll probably see more from that. Oh, what was... Uh, you think? When are we going to see more of a Metroid game? Like, for crying out loud. I mean, they are working on it. I, I think that's also probably a pretty good bet that they'll show that off. Because it was basically done, and then, and then Nintendo said, we actually don't like this. So they scrapped it and tried again. Oh, shit, that's what happened? Yeah, yeah, they threw out the whole... They, they threw the whole thing out and started again. That would have that would have been four Metroid Prime four Metroid four yes, Metroid Prime four. Okay, that okay that makes sense because I was like, we we got stuff basically saying yeah it's releasing this fall and then it just went poof. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Okay. It was just like this isn't up to our standards. Throw it away. That is that seems very Japanese. I don't know. Is that racist? <laughs> I probably was. I apologize. But they are making uh, it. It is happening. Okay. I feel like we're getting in this weird time where the next couple years could just have a lot of really popular IPs putting out games, new games, just because we haven't had some in what seems like forever. But then again, it seems like I'm forgetting when stuff actually came out if I thought the Beyond Good and Evil trailer was only three years ago. (laughs) Right. Uh, but it just, you know, we got Halo coming up. We got something that's going to come out of Rockstar because it just has to, We just kind of have to. We're going to have some big Nintendo games coming out, even though they seem to do a pretty good job of spacing out their major IP launches. I mean, when they're um, the only people making them. Yeah. And and then we'll get we'll get the Sony games that are getting closer. Like, it's funny how... That's one thing I always think is interesting. Why I I don't really get people who buy new consoles the first year they're out. Because other than like you wanting to play Demon Souls, other than Returnal, now can you name one game? Well, I don't even think a game's come out exclusively for the Xbox. But what's one game that you are like? Yeah, I'm gonna go buy a console just to play that game. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a game like that. Well. I, I, I got on the Switch kind of late, so I'm not sure how close to release they were, but Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey were both launch window titles, and those certainly would have been enough. But other than that, I don't know if there's ever been a game that's released with a console that made me need that console day one. Especially Wasn't when it? I think about the launch of the Xbox One. Like, it was Need for Speed, Rise, Son of Rome, a port of Call of Duty Black Ops, and some fourth game that I do not remember. Oh, it wasn't Black Ops. It was Call of Duty Ghosts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, not even a good Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got your shoot game, your race game, your sort of Rome game. 
And uh, it was, it was and bad. Sunset Overdrive. Oh, was that that the other one? Okay. Yeah. Oh no, that was yeah, that was Xbox. No, I don't remember now. Was that Xbox One or Three Sixty? It was Xbox One. Yes, that was a launch window title, yes, and that was a very good game, but still wouldn't have been enough for me to buy the console. Please, please, God, please, please do Sunset Overdrive Two. I I want it. I the the. It's like top five. Please give me a Sunset Overdrive 2. Well, I'm pretty sure I saw some sort of announcement that Sony uh, has put in something for uh, a copyright for a new Sunset Overdrive game. The gears are turning. Just let it happen. It's just not going to be. It'd be so ironic if Sunset Overdrive 2 comes out on PlayStation and is fucking amazing and blows up. And then Microsoft's going to be like, I, I, I'm sorry, like, what did you want us to do? No one wanted to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're, get, we're getting down to the end here. Um, what, what's some other general stuff that you'd like to see at E3 happen? Um, Bioware to announce something that... Just something. I want them to announce something new. Something that's well, good. Well, that means we're probably going to get something out of fucking Dragon Age just because we're due for that. But... Actually, no, I take that back. I don't want to hear anything from Bioware because uh, what I want to, I think, is it Ken Levine, the Irrational Games guy? Uh, that's definitely a name. I don't know if he's attached to Irrational. I, I think he was the one who did the Bioshock games. I'm looking it up really quick. Yeah, Ken Levine. I want to see what he's been working on. I want that to get announced. Okay. After he... After they let everyone go at Irrational, and uh, I think is it is it Irrational? Is that the, is that right? Am I saying the right? Yeah. Yeah. After he let everyone go for a super tiny team to work on something else. Yep. So, uh, I want to know what that is, and whether he, <laughs> we're just never gonna get another game from them, or <laughs> uh, if they're actually working on something. Yeah, as for me, um, it it's it's unfortunate how few and far between these uh, big triple A console Mario games are because uh, Mario Odyssey has certainly left me wanting more. Um, that being said, uh, Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, I still have not played Bowser's Fury, but from what I have seen, it basically looks like DLC for Mario Odyssey that they slapped onto the port of 3D World to push copies. So I hope that means that you know with them for like only the second or third time ever making a direct sequel to a Zelda game um, and doing DLC for the first few times. I, I hope that means they're more open to making those games more often. Cause if I could get a Mario Odyssey two, that'd be, that'd be pure nut, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I remembered some other things I want. I want new Mario Kart and uh new Mario baseball. <laughs> Give them to me. You already announced a new Mario Golf. I don't think we've had a new Mario Baseball since like 2012, and it was for the Wii. Get me, give me a new Mario Baseball game, please. Yeah, when they did Mario Tennis, though, that game launched pretty subpar. Hopefully, Mario Golf will not be the same way, because otherwise, it seems like uh, the Mario sports games are just being pretty underbaked anymore. the The tennis games have always been the worst of the sports games. Don't at me. Um, not to say they're bad, but they've always been the worst of when compared to the others. So 
I don't give a shit about Mario Tennis. Baseball and cart, golf's always solid. And if if out there for all you real gaming gamers, uh, I never played it, but if we got another Mario Strikers, I think some people would probably explode. So that would be interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mario Strikers would also be pretty, uh, like, other than golf, that's the prime stage for Waluigi to show off. Oh, hell yeah. But I think that I think that's about all I have right now for expect. I mean, oh, we that would be the Bioware thing. We might get to see some more of the Mass Effect tease, although I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> so I think that's all my expectations slash hopes for E three next. Uh, to, to a week and a half. I keep thinking it's next week. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited. We're ahead. Um, I'm always excited for E3 time. Hopefully, I can watch the press conferences on my weird work sleep schedule, um, and hopefully there will still be some surprises. Uh, I I don't want to live in a world where we don't get surprises anymore. And after a pandemic, I I hope that there is some some good stuff to bring us back and get me excited. Yeah, like that Halo BR that I'm just gonna nut all over. <laughs> The only reason why I feel like it's 100% going to happen is because they are all they do is go like, oh, no, we're not working on a BR. We're not. We're not. We're not. And I don't believe them. <laughs> It'd be a pretty savvy move at this point. I mean, would have been a savvy move like, like two years ago, but, you know. Yeah, your ODSTs, your hot drop in. Or you could even be elites because they can hot drop in. Or Spartans. You can just hot drop in, you know. <laughs> you can have skins. Of everyone who I just said, print money. But I digress. That's enough. <laughs> I'm not getting back on Halo to end it. I, I could go forever. Yeah. All right. So on that battle royale note, I think that'll do it for this week on Healthy Obsession. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five star review. And if you're listening literally anywhere else, please tell a friend. Uh, with E3 time ramping up, we're probably going to be talking about a lot more video games, but we'll probably have some extra stuff sprinkled in there as well. So until next week, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye.